Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Off mic just then, John and I had some really good preamble, but you'll never hear it. And John mm. made the point that sometimes we can just talk to each other like friends. I'd rather not, though. <laughs> well, I hadn't realised that was an option. Because <laughs> normally we just jump on, we sort of say hi, very formal sort of hello. Well, normally it's your agent that logs in. <laughs> and then I have to do the preamble with the agent and then they let you in. And you're just ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. You're like, yeah, I've got 35 on. minutes today, Joel. Let's do it. But we had, no, we had a nice chat, like people that have known it, but have been friends for a decade. Yeah. Well, actually, it's actually made me feel a bit, ugh, a bit gross, to be honest. It's not really our relationship. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, the final stage. We've never even really discussed where that stage is, because loads have gone through to it. Maybe at one point, maybe in a couple of years, <laughs> we'll do stage two, um, where it'll be screened at the world's first swim-in cinema. You've heard of a drive-in cinema, John, but what about watching a movie on the back of a jet ski? I'm Joel, a man who puts the rump in Rumpelstiltskin, and across from me is John Harris, a man who dances like a creepy little Rumpelstiltskin around a fire singing his own name. Hi, John. Hello, mate. I uh, I feel like you brought quite a, me- uh, like a, like a sultry energy to that intro. It's Sunday. I think I did. As we're recording, well, it's Sunday morning, to be fair. It is Sunday morning. I'm a little bit sleepy. And when I'm sat, the sun is, <laughs> is frying me alive. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean... So I actually haven't got... I'm focusing so hard on not losing just all of the water in my body through sweat that I can't really focus on speech. So you're going to have to really carry this one, man. Good luck, listener. Enjoy. Uh, you could try and close those curtains, couldn't you? Or is that not an option? I could do, but then I feel a little bit like teenage Joel, you know? <laughs> it's a bit... Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I've closed the curtain. You can see me now that I'm stuck to this wooden chair. Like, it is, it's gross in here. Delicious. Uh, as do you part... have a, what are the conditions that would lead to you to have a two or maybe three shower day? Ooh. Well, I have an automatic morning shower. There's, uh, that is non-negotiable What do you mean? Me. You're like Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> I just... You just get tipped out of your bed into it. I just... I mean, since having a child, things everything is a little bit more flexible because sometimes you just don't have the options. But 99% of the time, I will shower first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like leaving the house having not showered. I feel yeah. disgusting. So I think you would but have how much to did that be... slip? how much did that slip during lockdown? Because sometimes during lockdown, it would get to like three in the afternoon and I'd realise that I hadn't showered or cleaned my teeth or changed out of the clothes I wore to bed. It slipped and a little bit. And had been on like loads of meetings. <laughs> I remember at the beginning, I was still ironing all my shirts and wearing shirts every day and washing. That is insane. I, I flipped. I went so quickly from making an effort, you know, how I appeared at work in the office. I would say day one lockdown, I probably turned up on Zoom in like a ripped t shirt, unwashed and just stinking, just ready to go. I just overnight. Yeah, I remember um, as things were starting to ease off, you were like, oh, first time wearing jeans in two years or something. And like, as if that was a relatable thing in this friendship group. And everyone else was like, no, we've mostly been putting on trousers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just had two years in the loosest possible clothing. Everything feels so restrictive to me now, even like socks. <laughs> like socks feel like at the prison of the foot. The prison of the foot. I like that. Mm. Part of our preamble, which I feel like I want to address because I know that listeners will see posters for this film soon and will start sending on ideas <laughs> and just, just to just say, we just like, this is just a nip. We're across it. We know yeah. there is a film called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris coming out in September. <laughs> will you? I mean, it looks so bad. Will you take your mum to see it? Because, you know, uh, she is Mrs. Harris and she is French. Yeah. Well, I could do. Yeah, maybe I will. That'd be uh, sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah. My mum likes uh, to be taken to the cinema to go see the Marvel movies, which is quite mm. good. So she's we're not like... You know, she's retired, but we're not. To, I'm not uh, having to take uh, it. To Jean, see. can we see the uh, Spider Man? Exactly. Do you know? Oh, all right. Oh God, this now we're going tangent into tangent. So uh, the um, when it came out on rental, I watched because we couldn't because of various COVID reasons. We didn't go to see Spider Man in the cinema. However, mm-hmm. like I exist on a part of the internet that meant that I knew. Well, I've already told this story before. I <laughs> sort of spoiled it for myself. Sentences like that. <laughs> I exist on a part of the internet. I knew everything, not right? Tron. And you, yeah. I think you had to be sort of living under a rock to, to not know everything. But it was amazing watching Spider-Man with my mum. Spoilers ahead, although everyone knows what happens, but spoilers mm. ahead, right? And so when Andrew Garfield shows up, she turns to yeah. me and she goes, that is the wrong Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, amazing to that genuinely is the not have a clue. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. What a great argument to just not be on the internet that exactly. much. Um, did you love it, the film? It was really great, right? I recently, I rewatched it, having seen it this time, I just rewatched it recently. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. Andrew, oh man. Yeah, and it just, it makes you yearn for a, an Andrew Garfield set of Spider-Man films that weren't rubbish, because he definitely wasn't rubbish. Yeah, agreed. Anyway. Should we, should anyway, we're not here for any of that. We're here for your made-up film pitches. So you've sent us some film ideas. We're going to discuss them, John. They're going to advance this second mysterious second stage that we'll address in the year 2028. We, it's part of it, which we should say it is part of a 10-stage filtration process. So yeah. we're still very much in stage one here, even though we started this podcast in 2017. Yeah, after about thirty to 40,000 episodes, we will then go back to the beginning and take all of the ones that went through. Then That's we'll take them the 30,000 winners. winners. Yeah. <laughs> so then we whittle them down to yeah. three to four thousand winners and then we whittle yeah. them down again it's and everyone like, will be invited it's kind of like the x-factor everyone will be invited for the live final <laughs> so they'll get to come and do their pitch on stage i can't wait hey what about this one from Stu? like mike lil bow wow there's a name you haven't thought about in such a long time dreams of playing in the nba but all that changes when he finds a pair of michael kane's old shoes and becomes a hollywood actor Bow, wow, wow, yippity yo, yippity yay. Where are my dogs at? Bark with me now. See? Don't wow. sue us, PRS. Bow, wow. So, Lil Bow Wow in the Italian job. Lil Bow Wow in that one, Harry Brown, where he shoots up on a state. Lil Bow Wow is Alfred in Batman. <laughs> I'm into it. Does he, like, live out the career of Michael Caine? Right, I've Lil just... Bow Wow as Austin Powers' dad. <laughs> hey, I don't mind it. So he, in Like Mike, he wears shoes and becomes Michael Jordan? Yeah. And it is Little Bow Wow, I checked. I was like, why is Stu included Little Bow Wow? But then I found out in the film, in the Like film. Mike, he, it, it is Little Bow Wow. And can he take the shoes off and stop being Michael Jordan? Yeah, I don't think they like... Or is he like Michael shoes Jordan? He's just good feet. at basketball. He's not actually yeah. Michael Jordan. No, no, he doesn't transform. Okay. 
Because then there'd be two Michael Jordans. So is Lil Bow Wow just well, that's really... that's quite good. Hey, is Lil Bow Wow just really good at acting or is he no. a Cockney? Does he become a Cockney at he, the very least? He, yeah, he becomes Cockney. Okay, well, I can go with that. And I think... Yeah, uh, but then how does it work? Because he, does he become... How old is Michael Caine? Like 112? Does he become Michael Caine present day? Well, I thought... Like Mike, he just got the powers. Of oh, I Michael see. Jordan, I see. So he just he, actually he attains the Jordan. acting ability of Michael Caine. There is a there is a film where someone becomes other people, and I'm sure. Is it that Adam Sandler one, The Cobbler, when he no, puts shoes on? No, I've, I know about. That's very similar, though, right? I've not seen it, but doesn't he wear the shoes and then? It's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that right? Is that all that is? Yeah, I'm fairly confident. He's a cobbler, and he cobbles people's shoes. What is co- what is the act of cobbling? Oh, it's putting soles on shoes, I think, isn't it? Yeah, to cobble. One uh, cobbles. Uh, yeah, and he becomes that person. But I think he becomes that person, so everyone else sees that person rather than someone Adam Sandler just with that person's abilities. Right, okay. Um, That's kind of similar. I mean, So if Michael Caine's shoes turned up in Adam Sandler's cobbling shop, he'd become Michael Caine? He would fully become Michael Caine. John, if any pair of shoes could enter your life and you would wear them and become that person, whose shoes would you want to choose? Whose shoes would I want to choose? That's the name of our next podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a good. That's quite good. Whose shoes would in my you shoes. want to choose? <laughs> uh, who would I want to be? Living dead? Why? Who are you thinking? No. Do you know what? I don't. I don't know the. I, I could sit here all day. I, I often think about the fact that you know we work in podcasting, and I think being podcast famous and wealthy is like the perfect famous and wealthy because you're just famous and wealthy to a certain group of people yeah it's so you the can, dream so who which podcast host shoes would you most like to wear then uh, oh i mean this is stealing i think a nish kumar bit but maybe the drummer of coldplay oh yeah what a life you know that 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 seems like a pretty safe bet you're sort of you're I, i'd imagine incredibly comfortable in terms of wealth you mm-hmm. get to go, you get to go around the world playing gigs uh, mm-hmm. and then you can just walk to the shops and you know you're not chris martin yeah that does sound nice what about you yeah i was gonna say the bassist from coldplay weirdly <laughs> Uh, <laughs> With a rhythm section of Coldplay. I like it. Just me and you in Coldplay. I'd like that. I oh, Whose shoes would I choose? Yeah, because you have to look like the person, right? I, if you've got the abilities of someone, what I'd really like to do is just get a pair of like Lionel Messi's football boots, but just only play Sunday League football. But how quickly are you banned from Sunday League for being too good? Well, uh, do you know what? Here's a daydream scenario. How quickly would a 30-year-old man get signed up by a Premier League football club if they started playing Sunday League but had the abilities of a prime Lionel Messi. Like Messi. Let's get that field made. There we go. That's what. But if I could transfer him into what the person looks like, yeah, you want to be someone not particularly recognisable. I don't know. One of the Formula One drivers who's not in the top five. That's not a bad shout. Although yeah. with all these things, are you always feeling like there's someone who's got it better very close to you? And it's always... Every, like, happiness is relative, isn't it? You, want, yeah. you sort of want to be the happiest be Hans person Zimmer? in the area. I don't think I'd recognise Hans Zimmer. If I was in Waitrose and Hans Zimmer was in there, I'm not sure I'd recognise him. Having the skills of Hans Zimmer would be pretty pretty amazing as well to just yeah. sort of be able to come up with. Yeah, I like that one, Joel. Um, Thanks, man. We were just talking about the cobbler, so I'm going to stick to the Adam Sandler theme. What about this one from Buck D? Just go with it. A rom-com with Jennifer Aniston falling in love in Hawaii with Pennywise or something. You guys come up with the plot. <laughs> she falls in love with Pennywise? Have you um, seen Just maybe... Go With It? No, but I have seen it. Mm, well, I've seen Just Go With It. So together Hello. we have the film. So uh, my partner, uh, she insisted it was really good and I should check it out. And I will politely disagree. How long, for how long did she insist that before you 
succumbed and watched it. I think it was a lockdown watch, so I think it didn't take particular. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't twisting my arm, but I can't. I, I, he's a plastic surgeon who pretends he's married to get women, or he's a divorced. No, he's married. What do you mean? To get women. So there's a sequence at the beginning of the film where he's just been found out his wife is cheating on him when he's younger Mm -hmm. and he goes to a bar and he's drinking all sad and a lady is like rude to him and then it's like oh wait you're married you're just being a nice friendly guy and then they sleep together and so the moral of the story there is pretend you're married and women will sleep with you because they're sort of their guard is on yeah clever 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 that's definitely right It, it works every time and then he meets a woman he likes and but she sees the ring and she doesn't go for it she's like so he has to be like she doesn't go with it she doesn't go with it. So, so he, he goes, no, I'm getting divorced. And she's like, well, I have to meet your ex-wife. <laughs> so he has to pretend his, and I, I emphasize this, Joel, incredibly frumpy office manager, played by Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> she's the queen of the frump. <laughs> One of the most average looking women in the world is his ex-wife. And then they go on holiday to Hawaii. Oh, uh, do they fall in love? I'm not, Joel, I wouldn't want to spoil it for you. But imagine... I bet they bloody fall in love. So Pennywise pretends he is a a demonic clown luring children into drain pipes. Because women love that. Be- to get women. <laughs> right? That's perfect. And then Jennifer Aniston has children, so it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So then he has to prove he's good with kids on a Hawaiian holiday. There's going to be a lot of fun there with the Pennywise makeup in the hot, hot Hawaiian sun. <laughs> he's going to be topping that up every two minutes. Balloon animals. I- wasn't there a thing when that film came out? Didn't Pennywise become a bit of a sex symbol? Ooh, I well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think the thing that jumps to you my think head. That's just me. You think that's just me? It's in my own brain. <laughs> no, the thing that that like unlodged in my head is the fact that the Babadook is an LGBT plus yeah, yeah, icon. Yeah, 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 famously, famously, um, he's an ally. The Babadook. Yeah. Well, Bill Skarsgård is a handsome dude. Exactly. I think it confused a lot of people. Well. Confuse away, lads. So is it still is it still Skarsgård in this? I think so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're getting bums on seats if you've got Skarsgård and Aniston together. Finally. <laughs> People have been asking for it. <laughs> it three. Well, and also, that's what they do with a franchise. When you don't know where to turn, you take them on holiday. Famously, yeah. right? That's what all British sitcom films are. We're doing a movie version. We'll take them on holiday. Ultimately, is- you have to take them on a road trip. Because I was thinking, ho- horror, when they get to a certain point, do they go on holiday? But I think holidays is a pretty, cla- <laughs> like, it's a pretty straightforward... That's ten- yeah. That, like, that horror trope horror, anyway. It's unfamiliar surrounds, you go to a new house. When it's a place to- you feel safe. That's the whole thing, isn't it? It's taking these places you're supposed to feel safe and making them unsafe. So In Us, in Us, they went, they're on holiday? Yeah, very good film. One of the few horrors I have seen. Well, Bhakti, like hopefully it. we we um, gave your idea the respect it deserved. No comment. Past that. Hey, how about this one from Matt? Charlie and the Chocolat Factory. Brilliant. Johnny Depp from The Forgettable. Now, I think that's debatable. Okay. Johnny Depp from The Forgettable Chocolat movie teams up with Charlie Bucket to take down Willy Wonka, also played by Depp. Now, I was just imagining when I read Charlie and the Chocolat Factory, just... French Charlie and the Chocolat Factory. Just a very sexy Charlie and the Chocolat Factory. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of, like... If you've got a running stream of chocolate, that's maybe the sexiest thing imaginable. Well, isn't there a partridge thing about how chocolate is not sexy? Yeah, but... Hmm? <laughs> Question mark. I don't know. Well, like, you I know, guess... a strawberry covered in chocolate is considered a sexy thing, right? I'm not 
I'm not projecting yeah. if I say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's being handed toward, to you by a demonic clown. <laughs> Has Johnny Depp done a multiple role in a film thing? It feels very much in his wheelhouse. No, I think what's confusing is that he's done the same role <laughs> in lots of different things. And so it's quite that's... difficult to unpick or what's where you know to unblur those lines but i don't think he has it's interesting that he did not even no but not even like one of those burton ones that no one's seen what's the one about the weird family i'm sh- mrs peregrine's home for mrs. the delightful something something like that i'm sure she's called mrs peregrine yeah uh, N- no one on earth has seen that film i i just think it's in- i just don't think there was a uh, there's enough of a sort of point made of the fact that he's done two chocolate movies and I don't think there are that many chocolate f- films in the history of chocolate films. Yeah, that's, that is... Name your top ten chocolate films, <laughs> you know. That's such a good question. I just, top I don't think there are many and he's films. done two. The two biggest? You'd argue that there's the two cho- chocolate factory films are probably the two biggest. They're the two biggest chocolate Well, let us know. I'm trying to think... Please, actually, genuinely, we, you know, we, do, there. we do the comedy, let us know, and nobody gets in touch. But if you can think of a single chocolate film... If you can name ten. If anyone can name ten chocolate films, I will... I don't know, I'll send I'm not, them I'm not counting, post. like, Rocky or anything like that. I don't want, I don't want to see uh, shit puns. No. <laughs> shit puns, save that for the content of this show, not for yeah. the, for the I'm actually That is actually an idea. I'll, I'm going to pitch that idea next week. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. I don't want Rocky. I don't want... Cat in the Kit Kat. I don't want... Help me out here. Uh, Lion Bar, but it's that film with thingy in it called Lion. I don't want... Milky Way Back. Isn't there a film called Way Way Back? The Milky Way Way Back. That's very good. That's Thank very you. good. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well done, mate. Well done. Thank you. The Maltesers um, Falcon. Mars Attacks. Is the Maltese yes. Falcon a film? I think it's a film. Yeah. Great. Mars Attacks and is you, good. We've done them all. So, listener, none from you. you. Thank dare. you very much. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> oh, God. Um... No, actually, please send in loads of those as well. Yeah, please. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Yeah, go on, hit me with one. What about this one from Sophie? Alfred Hitchcock's The Turds. Oh no, falling from the sky. <laughs> That's Maybe. absolutely horrific. I, I've, you know, I was a film study student, so I was required to watch a, a fair few Hitch, Hitchcock films in my time. But The Birds actually never came up in my, my sort of reading list. So all I know about it is that they terrorised the, the woman who, who played the lead in the film with birds. It just doesn't seem... Like enough of a threat. You know, every year, every summer, there's a story in local news that's like, woman can't go into her garden 
to take down the washing without being attacked by seagulls. And the picture will be her with like a colander on her head. <laughs> and that's how she has to go out to do the washing, hang the washing up. First of all, you think tumble dryer. I know it's not particularly good for the planet, but if you can't step into your own garden for fear of being attacked, maybe invest in a clothes horse for the indoors. But that's not, what the birds is to me. The birds yeah. to me is just, you could just counter this threat by wearing a bike helmet. I'm more scared. I'm more apprehensive of sort of land-based larger birds. I'm talking like a big aggressive goose with their weird sort of dinosaur teeth. Oh, or an emu. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Exactly. That's more scary to me than a seagull. 100% of an emu's charging at me, 100 miles an hour. They're quick, right? Aren't they the quickest <laughs> thing on two legs? Is that right? Three legs. Two. Oh. <laughs> Has anything got three legs? Another question, please, listener. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Films. Chocolate about films. Chocolate and just has anything got three legs? <laughs> I don't think... No. And we don't want... Just for the record, again, we don't want adorable pictures of dogs that have got little wheels. With a little wheel. No, of course. I want animals that have been that have evolved to have three legs <laughs> what is the robin reliant of the animal kingdom but my point was i forget yeah <laughs> emus terrifying three legs yeah i think emus are the fastest thing on two legs that uh, do you know what i thought you sounded ridiculous but then i think there's not a lot of things on two legs so no. so yeah that's much more terrifying a prospect than some swarming seagulls right in my personal humble opinion but, but what, who knows? what would be more terrifying than turds raining on you from the sky it wouldn't be good, would it? So is a lady scared was... to go out and hang her now, washing? She just I don't want to ask up. this question, John. I don't go want to on. ask this question because it's, it's disgusting. But if we're comparing it to a weather system, is it hailstones or is it a rainstorm? Oh, I see. Yeah, good point. Is it like, are we getting like little rabbit pellets or are we getting human? Or are we getting horse poos? What's... Just like diarrhea. What 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 would a cloud's poo look like? <laughs> I feel like the heat's done something weird to us today. Yeah, um, let's move on. I would say I'd be much keener on the pellet. Yeah, because that's just going to bounce off. That's just going to bounce off. You get used to that after a while. And is it one lady and there's just a cloud of shit that just sort of follows her around, terrorizing? Yes, you? there is. Yeah, yeah. It's like that um, Travis song. And yeah, she just gets to the office covered in shit and they're like, what the fuck happened to you? And she's like, is it not happening to everyone? <laughs> and her life just descends. She yeah. gets sacked from her job. I ultimately, you would. How long before you got sacked if you turned up to work covered in human excrement every day? I think in the old days, immediate. I think nowadays... Sens- what do you mean the old? When are the old days? Just like, I think we live in a more sensitive world. So I think they would be like, I think John's having a breakdown and we need to help him you know what i mean i think in the old days they'd be like get sling his hook media which is great i'm like all for it let's you know but i think that does mean that if i did come into work covered in shit repeatedly i think they would look for help do you for think me on day one anyone would say anything oh it depends who's in the office do you know what i mean i think there are some people yeah. who'd be like john you're covered in shit what's he what <laughs> i think there'll be other people you know who i've maybe had like a polite conversation with for, for a few yeah, minutes they're not but, sitting near you at lunch yeah that's it they're not they're, they're sort of going away they're probably slacking each other okay john's coming to the office covered in <laughs> shit and that's that would be what happens is i wouldn't be told by anyone in the office i'd get messages from my colleagues from my you team being hear- like is someone someone's telling me that you're covered in shit <laughs> do you know what i mean Hi john yeah i'm working from home today but someone <laughs> just let me know you're sat at your desk <laughs> 
and you're covered. Yeah, HR would get in touch first before anyone in the office would. HR would be emailing me. Well, you're a health risk, right? Surely. Yep. Good point. I can't believe this is the conversation we're having. No, no, I'm into it. I'm um, into it. I think if you had, if I was in your office, and there's been, in terms of our long and storied careers, John, we've had brief crossovers and nearly misses in various offices at various companies. Yeah. No one, no one can employ both of us at the same time because it would be too powerful. Yeah. But quite often we've inhabited similar roles one after the other. Yeah. But no one, and you know, feel free, no one's been brave enough to hire us both at the same time. <laughs> the company are big enough for the both of us. The, the, mate, the media is full of cowards. <laughs> I've always said that. And even though in every interview I've suggested they consider hiring us both. <laughs> we sit opposite. They go, this is just yeah. one role. And we say, well, hear us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, will you finally be the company to seize this opportunity? We have worked so well subsequently at various companies. You need to harness the power of Joel and John combined. Um, but they don't they won't listen. They always go for one of us. But we always take it pretty well. If you if we were in the office <laughs> and I got in first, I'm sat there having a coffee and maybe a little bit of porridge in the morning, and you walked into the office covered in human shit, I would say, John. <laughs> Do you want a coffee? I would say, John, you. what is going on? Would you take me to one Did side? Did you fall into a sewer on the way to work? Uh, John, can I have a word? <laughs> John, you got, John, you got five minutes. Uh, oh, no, not the meeting room. We'll do it outside. Oh, uh, if it, do you know what I'd do as a good friend? Because obviously the... the so let's say it's you that's getting the, the clouds following you around every day. Thank you. What I would do as a good friend is I would buy a jet wash for the office. <laughs> and as you stepped over the threshold every day so that you're, a, you can, you, you're now out, you're, you've gone from the outside so the cloud can't get you. I would just fucking hose you down, mate, every day at 8.55am. Oh, I'd also buy an umbrella, I think. A big old umbrella might help. Yeah, a big umbrella would be good. Maybe just one of those ones, a hat with an umbrella on top. Oh... Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, that answers whatever the hell. I can't even remember what. The turds. The turds. Okay, <clears throat> John. Yes. It's a special moment now in the show. Listeners to the to last week's episode will remember that Muscles Tom, our friend in Wales, our Welsh correspondent, kind of our official man on the ground in Wales, he sent us a lovely email with some film ideas in, and attached to that email was a nine-page script, <laughs> which is more work than either you or I have done combined in the last five years of this show yeah just sensational work for muscles tom uh, the muscles on the shore shore of wales must just be piling up because he is spending way too much time hunched over do you know what in my mind and this is i don't know why it's like a really old crt computer in a hut by the beach <laughs> <laughs> i like it on the muscle farm and he has to like wear it up. He has to plug the dial up in. He has to make sure that his boss doesn't make any phone calls for the next hour or so because he's going to send his script into these two guys uh, who make this show. Anyway, so last week we read Act One of The Tables of Tanned. And as you might remember, there was an altercation on a plane. Yep. There's like a hitman on a plane. Yeah, dressed as a chef. A load of ba- dressed as a chef who takes down a load of bad guys while quipping. Yeah. And at the end of Act One... He jumps out of the plane as it's crashing into the earth. And the scene ends with, I hate flying, <laughs> which is great. So, act two. You've got to remember. Oh, no, sorry. So he ends jumping off the plane onto a train. Train, yeah. Important. 
because of the start of Act 2. I forgotten the mention of the train, and Act 2 starts. He slides down the side of the train. I'd forgotten oh. that he jumped onto a train. I thought Act Two would start. There would be a time jump, so I'm I'm intrigued that the no, <laughs> Act this movie Two starts. Is just nine, the movie is just ninety minutes in this guy's life. <laughs> it like <laughs> fades to black. It says Act Two, and then it fades back in, still on, just on the same shot. Well, that's really that's a really funny joke. Is that, I, don't, yeah. I can't think of that if that's been done before. Act Two. <clears throat> he slides down the side of the train and manages to get in through an open window. Interesting because trains on windows windows on trains sort of open about two inches. Yeah. That I, that I would love to see. <laughs> he's like a rat or a cat or something. <laughs> Once inside, he's quickly spotted by the cook on board. Oh. Hey, what are you doing here? The man asks. I'm the cook on board this train. <laughs> Our hero pulls out his gun and shoots the person right between the eyes. Oh, Christ. Not anymore, you're not, he says, and throw the, <laughs> throws the man's lifeless body out the window. Again, I imagine he has to just shove all of his body through a little two-inch gap on a train. Like posting a corpse. Just really thumbing it through. <laughs> Realising this would be a good opportunity to lay low for a while, he goes to take his role up as head chef in the train's kitchen. What kind of train is this? <laughs> What's the employment like, scheme? Or an express. Head chef on a train. On his way to the kitchen, he happens to hear two thugs chatting. I can't believe he's gone from a plane full of bad guys. And of all the trains in all the world, he's landed on a train full of thugs. Goon Central. How many people did you kill last week? One of them says. (laughs) Lots, the other replies. Classic goon small talk. (laughs) You're the most evil man I know, his buddy says, as they both start laughing. The thought of revenge strikes like lightning into our hero's eyes. I'll make them pay for what they've done, he thinks. <laughs> he's killing so many guys. Like He just killed an innocent chef. Why not? Once he's in the kitchen, he gets to work making more soup. <laughs> yep. Naturally. He stirs it with all the rage and vengeance of a steaming ball. Just then, a beautiful stewardess walks in. She gazes into the chef's eyes and immediately falls in love with him. Oh my, she says blushingly. I don't think I've ever seen you here before but I'm mighty glad you are. I've been waiting all my life for a tall, rugged, handsome stranger like yourself. Maybe when we get off this train, we can go for a drink somewhere. She looks up at him, her heart thumping faster than a rabbit's foot. That would be nice, he replies. (laughs) What is it you came in here for? Oh, uh, she blushes. The gentleman on table four is waiting for his soup. He's just always making soup, this guy. I love it. (laughs) He'll get what's coming to him. Don't worry, the chef says with a wry smile. The waitress kisses him on the cheek and leaves. See I'm, you later, she gushes. I'm just relieved she managed to leave the room without being shot. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, I'll be honest, I thought that was where it was going to go. The movie's camera has a top-down view of the chef walking down the train carriage as he stops at table four. I believe you ordered the soup, sir. He addresses the bad man. <laughs> Put the bleeding bowl down here and bugger off, will ya? <laughs> the bad guy snaps. Certainly, the chef says. You know, he continues, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation before. I have to say, I don't believe in violence. He pulls out his gun from his hat again and presses it into the bad man's forehead. Unless it calls for it, of course. Bang! He blows the man away. What the heck, his evil partner says as he draws out a shotgun. The chef punches him in the belly and turns the shotgun around and blows his head off this film. It's the most violent thing. People start panicking. You've got to remember there's other people just enjoying their food on this carriage. People start panicking and screaming as other bad men begin to draw out their guns. Kill him, one of them shouts. It looks like the end for our hero. But just then he hears a voice. Here, try this. 
The hero looks round only to see the beautiful stewardess throw a grenade towards him. Our hero catches it with one hand and with his teeth pulls the pin out and rolls it towards the bad guys. Boom. He dives into the other carriage that explodes behind him, destroying half the train. The, the collateral damage in yeah. this is off the scale. Thanks, our hero says to the stewardess as she hugs and kisses him. What are we going to do now, she cries. The hero suddenly remembers he saw a helicopter flying above while he was on the roof of the train. Oh, yeah. You got any flares, he shouts. Yes, why? <laughs> this waitress is just carrying around like a utility belt of grenades and flares. <laughs> I don't even know why one. our hero is doing what he's doing. <laughs> no, no, no idea. How do we know he's a hero? Why is he a hero? The man's a lunatic. He climbs back onto the roof of the train and lets a flare off. The helicopter pilot sees the distress and immediately begins to fly over. He didn't see the distress of half a train blowing up. <laughs> he had to wait for the flare for co- confirmation that something was going wrong. Looks like this is my ticket out of here, he remarks amongst all the chaos. The stewardess sticks her head out the window. Will I ever see you again? He's leaving the stewardess on the train. What? She says with hopeful tears of love in her eyes. I doubt it, he says. It was nice while it lasted, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> then he swings his arms up in the air and grabs hold of the foot of the helicopter. So long, baby, he shouts. As the, helicopter, as the helicopter lifts into safety and the train plunges off a cliff and it blows into a massive fireball. What? Oh, poor waitress what? or yeah. stewardess. Oh, dear. It's so good that every act ends with a transition to another mode of transport. <laughs> Is that the end? I wish... That's the end of the act. Oh. Tom, you're a genius. You're a flawed genius, but you're a genius. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Chapter absolutely two. Absolutely amazing. So that... Our hero has gone from plane to train. We've got no idea on his motivation other than the fact he disguises himself as a chef, always cooking soup and always cooking bad guys. Uh, yeah, I want to know what the soup tastes like. Me too. We'll never know. There we go. Thank you so much, Tom. John will read out the conclusion to that next week. And even though I've got it in front of me, I've closed the document. I haven't read beyond the words Act 3. Great. Because I need to be surprised. Hey, John, should we do our own ideas? Yes, please. Here's hey, my idea. Right. No, here's my oh. idea. Here's my idea. Yeah. Uh, and slash or indecisive Star Wars spin-off. Wait, what? There's a there's a TV show. Andor. Andor. Oh, that's good. That's really good. So maybe it could be a sequel to Yes Man as well. <laughs> I mean, a long time ago you did Yes Man versus Doctor No. So and or is like the spin-off. But what what would that guy do? It's just indecisive. He would just suggest alternatives. It could, yeah. Or, or guy. Yeah. Do you want to go bungee jumping? Or? Yeah, Andor comes into the room. How about we go for a walk? And there's like a droid, you know, giving you the the options and the the likelihood of survival. And he just goes, yeah, or we could not do this. (laughs) (laughs) Or, imagine Danny Wallace's book, or guy. (laughs) I spent a whole year of my life always suggesting alternatives. And this is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just a breakdown of how often people went for the alternative that's quite I'd be quite interested in that or oh, <laughs> I never agreed to the first plan you get invited to a wedding or oh. <laughs> we could go to Thorpe Park <laughs> <laughs> I like it that's actually. good I like that a lot I might um, live my life let's, I might try and live my life like that this week see what happens or you could not live your life like that oh I do like that actually hang on <laughs> that could work for Confusing. me Hey, here's mine. Baklava to the future. It's back to the future, but it's in Turkey. <laughs> uh, no, no further questions. Okay. We've already gone on too long. Yep, good point. I had two ideas. One of them you'll have to hear next week, which is 
also good, but I would have had to talk about it. Or I could have just said the words Baclavas of the Future. Fair enough. And John, as we know, I'm sat by a baking hot window. Much like don't leave dogs in hot cars, don't leave podcasters next to a window for more than 40 minutes because they will die. Who's who's the winner for you? Like Mike, the turds, just go with it. Well, the turds sort of sent us on... Real long I think maybe like a 10-minute tangent. Yeah. It's got to be the turds. Well done, Sophie. You win. Well done, John. That was good fun. Have you got anything to talk to me about? Are we after the music now? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realise. No, we're not. We're about to go there. Oh, <laughs> we're pre the music. Maybe it's... maybe. Well, we don't know. Maybe the music's happening right now. Is it? <laughs> hey, John. Well done. Thank you, mate. I'm really impressed by your skills. Thank you. Um... um I've got, I was, have you been consuming anything good? Oh, I had some fish and chips yesterday. Mmm, that is good, I'd say. That was delicious. I haven't really watched anything new. Oh, the latest series of Derry Girls I've been watching. Oh, yeah? It's just sensational. Have you ever watched it? I started it back in the day and I just... It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I know, I need to give it's it a so go. It's so good. Um, but there, it's, I've got maybe three episodes left and it's about to get so emotional. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm I've just seen... I'm going to my eyes out. I've seen a fair bit of uh, Twitter discourse about yeah. how intense the last few episodes are. So enjoy. Yeah, that's the big one for me. And you? Uh, I just wanted to shout out a couple of podcasts, actually. So Shrine of Telly, which is the guys who did Shrine of Duty, which was the Line of Duty podcast. They're now just doing telly. They're just covering TV. Nice. So like what we do at this bit of the show, but actually good. Imagine that. Whoa. I can't uh, imagine that. And then the how other one is... Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go so far as to say friend of the show. Although I don't think she's actually ever appeared on this podcast, but she's she's friend of both of ours. So that makes her a friend of the show. Which is Bex Lindsay's podcast, Getting Emotional. Yes, where so good. In each episode, she discusses an emotion that you didn't realise there was a word for. So mm-hmm. it's really great. This week's one. I haven't listened to it yet, but I was just just for reference. I got this week's one, which is Lacuna, which is a twinge of sadness that we maybe know too much about the world around us. And next week she's doing Matata, right? To complete the set. <laughs> Very good. That, and that means, I think that means no worries. I think that's a state of not experiencing any worry. <laughs> For the rest so of your day. You have Matata. You have Lacuna, you have Matata. It's like yin and yang. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't think we can top that. I think we should probably just stop recording now. Let's consider it stopped. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.